Good evening, good evening, good evening. We are back. We are live and direct. It's the Ramen Movement, the Ramen Crew. We are here, and we have a very special guest today, so we're going to start with him and let him introduce himself. Mr. Blake, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Well, I want to, I just like to say thank you all for allowing me to be here. Um, you know, whatever I can do to contribute, give information, uh, whatever. You know, I've been in the business as an entrepreneur for like 25 years. Okay. Which is sound weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> sound weird. Uh, yeah. Well, I, we appreciate you continuing to come out and uh, we're looking forward to actually hearing what you have to say. Um, just going to go around and catch up with everybody, but we're excited that the topic today is how to set goals with purpose. So we're excited to get into that. So Miss Traveler, how are you, Miss David? I am absolutely worn out, but I'm super excited. I'm so happy because I had a wonderful time. Um, me and my girlfriends got had opportunity to go to a seminar that Oprah was doing in Charlotte this weekend, and you know, I've been able to sit at tables with a bunch of bunch of millionaires and sit in rooms with a bunch of millionaires over the last eighteen years. Yeah, that's my first time being in a room with a billionaire, Blake. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's my first time being in a room with billionaires. I don't know how often other people get to sit around billionaires with a B. With a B. Oh, yeah. With a black female billionaire. <laughs> and then and you'd be like, I can do this. Yes, yes. She, <laughs> man, she told a, she told an amazing you know, story. I can do this. Yes, yes. So I think about when you said that when I first uh, met Haslam. Uh huh. And uh, you know we had all these things in our head. You know, one thing for us, we always been taught. You know, you got to look the part, fake it till you make it. Right. And, you know, I'm looking the part and I'm faking it till I make it. Then I meet Haslam, and then all of a sudden he jumped out this old Jeep <laughs> Cherokee, and he had a Timex on. Mm. I was, I was like, wow. Mm. This ain't half full of right, right. right. That's somebody that's already there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when uh, you know, as time moved on, I got a position, I started to understand, you know, exactly, you know, what was more important. Right, know? right. You know, delivering the part or looking the part. Right. Nice. Absolutely. Talk you know, about the execution. We said we kept saying it over and over again this weekend. Whisper wealth. Yeah. Rich is flashy and loud, but whisper well wealth, it whispers. Yeah. Wealth whispers. Yeah, wealth whispers. That's but great week, great vacation. Um look at day trip with the girls, had a wonderful time. Mm. So I'm grateful going to this next week. I'm super excited. Very nice, very mm -hmm. nice. C T. What's happening? What's going on? What's new and improved? Man can't complain. Um another week. Glad to be here with you guys as always. Uh, actually, got another blog on uh, Fat Boy Problems website. Okay. So uh, if you go check that out, um, also you can get the link on the um, Facebook page that we have set up. Went to uh, a nice restaurant. Oh. A new restaurant in town. It's called Southern Grit. Oh, if you haven't went, yeah, I've seen you should that. go check it out. Yeah. Uh, we went there the other day. Tuesday. No, Thursday. Did you? Yeah. I I I was very impressed with it. I uh went there it was gonna get something different, but you yeah. got chicken and waffles on the menu. You try them creamy collards. 
I have not. And I had to a couple people when I told them I was going, they was like, you got to get to Creamy College. But it's just a thing. It's like Creamy College. Yeah, that's a little, a little different. <laughs> but, I mean, it's one of those things where if you're going to be in the business of talking about food, you're going to have to taste yeah. some different things. So, the next time I go, I'm pretty sure I will. But I did make sure I left with some biscuits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made sure of that. But, yeah, all in all, it was a, a great experience and recommended to y'all. And that's about it. Cool, cool. Well, I'm happy to say didn't stay ungraduated long. I'm thinking about uh, starting in a master's program. So, oh wow, congratulations! <laughs> Appreciate it. Yes, it came up this week. Yeah, it's uh, just aspiring to do. You know, we talked previously about the business consulting thing. Now mm-hmm. these these writing appointments are coming up, and like people are letting me contribute. So cool. It's like you know. That look when I go full time in the business consulting, having a master's degree, yeah, it'll it'll push you a little further and help get more established. So I'm excited about that. More and more work great, coming great, in. Great. Uh, everybody's doing well. Excited about this show because I've, I've thought of some things already. I want to ask you, Mr. Blake. So being an entrepreneur as yourself and and staying in the business for over 25 years, what are some of the key things? Not specific goals, but what are the key things people can keep in mind when setting goals? Well, I think one, some of the key things is one is, is really tell you the honest truth is where your faith is at. Mm. That's, that's serious talk. Uh, I just I just have to be openly honest, you know. I, I read all the books that Donald Trump had. Mm-hmm. And then some things that my father-in-law implemented to me. That's the things my mother implemented to me. Things I learned in undergrad from Powder Mom. Boom, started business. It went well. But when I reached that plateau, when I reached that plateau, I was really empty. I'm like, man, I got all this money and stuff. Then all of a sudden, uh, I had I left my uh, I was married before. And then all of a sudden, man, like I said, everything just went. It wasn't, it was like an illusion. Gotcha. You know, what I thought it was going to be, it, it really wasn't. Right. So, so then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I, I lost it all. Then I gained it all again. Then I lost it all. Then I gave and then I gained it back. Then I gave it away like the third time when oh. I started off. I gave it away. Because mm-hmm. I was about to go through another divorce. Mm. And I'm like, man, I got to see what, what's happening with me. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to do it God's way. Right. And so when I started taking this Proverbs class, mm-hmm. and then I started to see, you know, how the scriptures was was were, were calling me uh, to handle business mm-hmm. and have different morals, mm-hmm. you know. And that's how they'll teach you that, the average book. But the scriptures started giving me on morals on how to handle things. Right. And I started... Uh, praying and asking God for wisdom because that was Solomon had asked for. Right. He started asking for wisdom. And then when I get, when God delivered the wisdom, then I started using it for the wrong things. So mm. like I had when a few situations happened, then I remember I tried to get a guy fired. He ended up getting a promotion. Mm. You know, yeah. You know, then I started saying, and then God pulled that away from me. So I didn't even have the power I used to have. Because I figured, you know, I had political power, Financial power and spiritual power, and just one power alone, you know, some people ego after just off the charts. Mm-hmm. But then when it got dark, and then I said I got to revisit some things. But then when I revisit the scriptures, 
And then it says that Solomon asked for wisdom to lead God's people. Ah, mm. uh, that's what I, yep. I, I didn't use it to lead God's people. I was using the power for my own. Personal and you power. never use power for yourself. You always use power to help others. Mm. So if you just remember when Jesus had to carry the cross, he could have easily just blinked his eyes or just spit at somebody and it could have knocked them backwards. Right. He never used the power for himself. Right, right. So when I figured that part out, then all of a sudden, that's when the business is just took on a whole new direction. Mm. So you have to really think about what your faith, I don't care if you're Muslim, you're Buddhist, whatever, you got to figure out what your faith is to stand firm on it. Right, you know. right, right. Your belief system will guide you no matter what it is. You know? Yeah, yeah, seriously, you know. Right. Because I can't condemn, and here's, and this is why I say that, I can't condemn Muslims. Right. I can't condemn Buddhists, you know, because it's things in Christianity that we haven't even became disciplined with. Right. That's very true. You know. Very true. <laughs> and, and the average person that proclaims Christianity, they, they're very judgmental. Yeah. Very, like, you know, closed-minded, unaccepting, and sometimes when you show them truth in Scripture, there's always a but behind it, or a, but that's different, or, you know, they want to justify it, and it's true, you know, you talk about Proverbs and stuff, and everybody believes the God in their mind, right? and that's the dangerous part, mm -hmm. because when are you ever going, like you said, when are you ever going to tell yourself you're wrong? Yeah. I, if yeah. I keep thinking about something long enough, I can convince myself it's oh, right. Yeah. 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 You know, so that's the dangerous part. But like you were saying, using it for the right way. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. my college roommate, he was Muslim. I watched him pray. Three he was whip out his rug. He praying. He fasting. You know, he doing all the things that was in his faith. Then one day I would ask him, like, man, how did you discover what to eat, how to eat? Right. He's like, well, you know, it's the New Testament. I'm like, oh, what, the Quran? No, or the Bible. And I'm like, hold on. So then I started seeing these things myself. I'm like, hold on, these, you have different religions. They use the, uh, the Bible. It's like the same basis. <laughs> you know all, what I'm saying? For, for everything. They, they use the Bible. We're not even using our own scriptures by ourselves. So right. we need to talk about these folks. Right. You know? So and we have a lot to work on personally. Yeah. We can, it's never a finished work. We're working to get there. And I think you had alluded to it earlier. Um, Napoleon Hill talks about what you just talked about. People amassing great wealth and losing it. And not details, but can you go into that? Like, how did that impact your mindset? Like, having it and then losing it and going through that process? Well, I learned from each each uh, each episode I had learned from. You know, even today, I, I try to learn something every day and I try to complete at least three things a day. Awesome. I never, I'm never ashamed to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I don't understand, you, you just know, my buzz mowers or my my you know, cue to let you know, I don't know. I just say, hey, listen here, I'm on the short bus. I need some help. <laughs> right. There you go. You know what I'm saying? That's a big thing to do, though, because a lot of people, and that's what hinders uh, them as far as success, is they won't ask for that help. Right. Or they are too headstrong to where they won't say, I need help. Yeah. So if you just coming from you from that perspective, that's big of you because you know where your shortcomings are and you know how you're going to get there as far as getting them right. And even if sometimes, even if I know, I may still just back away a little bit because like right now, 
I'm 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 being surrounded by a lot of young innovators. Mm-hmm. And the way they see things and their approach is not the way I see it, and that's not the approach I would take. So I would tell them in the past on hey, I wouldn't do this, that, and other. And then they go out and do it, and then they accomplish something. So I said, hold on, wait a minute. They had pulled out something that's like his story. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody doing that in Knoxville. They was able to pull that out. They, ain't, they still don't realize what they have done. You know, because they yeah. gotta take it for granted. Like, man, this is not supposed to be. I'm like, dude, it's not like that, especially for black people. Uh-huh. It don't happen this way. But the way they have uh, perfected some things that I had given them, they took it to a whole other level. So even when I do know, mm-hmm. I still just sit back and allow them to express themselves. Right. And then I see what kind of learn from that situation. Okay. Yeah. And then if I see the, the, the flame getting too hot from them, then I just say, hold on, man. Right. Wait, don't do that yet. Yeah, and I'm, I'm comfortable. I've had a moment like that with my son. Like you said, that not, don't think you know everything. And I ask him, like, if you see something, like, what were you thinking? Like, because kids make mistakes. And mm-hmm. when a mistake happens, what were you thinking here? Well, I was trying to do this. And then it helped me understand, again, as a business owner, everybody doesn't think like you, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work. Right. Know, let things play out just because people have different ideas. Um, so I wanted to ask another question. How has your successes and failures in life, has that strengthened your circle? How did it affect the people you have around you or the people that come into your life or that you deal with on a daily basis? I think what happened is it started attracting, because I'm always openly honest. I'm brutally honest. You know, sometimes my family, they think that I say too much that's in the family. See, that's a taboo to black people. They always holler, why you gotta tell our business? Everybody know your business. You broke. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta tell nobody your business. There it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Your, your relationship falling apart. Right. You telling everybody your business. Yeah. So you have to break some of these traditions and some of these taboos, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And you have to sometimes just be honest with yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what I think where a lot of people have watched me and said, hey, I can go to him because he's going to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I can sit here and name like two or three people that actually saw me go from, a, a, a they saw me went from zero to where I am now. Because I remember when I was starting over and uh, me and my wife was in counseling. We was in marriage counseling and the counselor was like, well, y'all gonna have to start over from scratch. Mm. So I'm like, dang, okay. Now for me, you say start over from scratch, that means literally start over from scratch. Right. So like all the money, that's when I tell people when I, when I gave it all away. So all the money that I actually had in my account, I actually gave it all away. I went and paid all my mom's bills out. I went and bought this big old boat, named it Peace on Earth. Mm-hmm. And then I got down to $100. Gotcha. And I said, I'm going to do it God's way. And I named the boat Peace on Earth. And, mm-hmm. and then one really that peaceful. Because that was my first one. And when I was, there's always something was going on with it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that was my getaway. Right. right. And uh, what else I do? Oh, I paid some things up ahead. So all the money I had 
Cause I felt like I did that on my own. Mm. They're like, she ain't really helped me do it. So I'm finna get rid of all this. Then we're gonna do it together. Mm -hmm. And so we're gonna do it God's way. Yeah. And so I, a lot of people, so this one guy, he was like, oh, Blake Moore, he asked me something. I said, man, I ain't got no money. He's like, ah, oh, I know you got something. I said, I'm finna show you. I show, and we was at my house, at my home office. And I said, I'm finna show you, man. I got $100 in the account right now. You know, I had 10, but I just made like $90 the other day. But, you know, I showed it. Right. Like, wow, you really? He said, but you gonna make it back? I said, I know. I'm gonna make it back the way God gonna guide me this time. Sure. Sure. It's gonna be the way that the world say do things that no, it's gonna be the way the Lord say right. to do it. And when I started following Scripture, um, it really, really helped me turn around. You know, I mean, that's a that's a huge goal right there. Sure. To just have that determination that again, I'm gonna do it the right way. I'm Absolutely, do it God's way, and not letting anything deter you. And then, like I said, the people who watch those things and the people I was, I didn't realize I was helping so many people alone. The journey, I, I'm going on my own journey. Right. That's what I'm dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. Sure. And you ask me what's wrong with this, that, that. Well, this is how I would handle it, guy. But while you handle that, I got to get back to doing this. Right. And they saw me go through this transformation. So then all of a sudden, you know, words start getting out. You know, late morning, he can this, he that. Ask him. You know, then some people are like, he don't know it all. And I, I don't. I just work. I experienced a lot. Sure. <laughs> but I God went through a lot of hell, you mm -hmm. know. But I went through a lot of promises also and paradise. Right. And you know, that's the thing. A lot of people they want the uh prize, but they don't want the process. Mm. Okay. You know? So that's like I brought Arthur along with me today and it's like he's like uh an apprentice, quote unquote. Right, right. He's like, you know, he he see a lot of things, he first hand, so uh, Every time we move him to another step, you know, he has an actual experience. Hands on. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Love it. That's yeah. how I learn. That's how I learn. So I appreciate that. You 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 definitely are in wonderful, capable hands. And I and it's not even just knowing Blake. Blake and I worked in real estate together when yeah. I first moved back to Knoxville in ninety nine. We were at the same realty firm, small firm. It was right. him, me and the broker. That was it. Yeah. You know, that was it and that was all. And then next thing you know, this man buying hotels. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it was wonderful 20 years, but it's so awesome. So, yeah. Yes. And people think, you know, I got there like overnight. Right, you know, right. It didn't really happen like that. Now they like saying, you know, I'm part of a hotel now, you know. And, they, and so now people are like, oh man, you know, when we started doing that, this stuff been in the process. We like years. playing Monopoly. Yes. And, you know, that's why I know about like playing being Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah. Same. Nobody won't play with me. Nobody won't play because, you know, I, I actually play life like Monopoly. And that's what mm -hmm. really, that also that gave me the insight on how things operate. Mm -hmm. You know, because you buy this, that CD, I'm going to give y'all the key to Monopoly. Everybody that's watching online, here's the key. I you got to buy that first strip. Okay. You know, you got to buy the first strip on, on Monopoly yeah. that nobody want to buy. Right. See, everybody trying to buy a boardwalk <laughs> and all that, that last strip. The last row. Right. The key is we got to buy everything on that first block. Ball ball ten. Ten. With, <laughs> and that first block, you know what that first yeah, block is? Yeah. See, yeah. That's Magnolia. Yeah. That's Woodbine. There that's you go. Fifth. There you go. That's what that block is. Okay. Right. And nobody wants to buy that. Every time they roll the dice and they go around at one time, they pass it up. Mm. Right. 
And see what I always do when I when I when I after my rolls and whatever I land on that first block, I'm buying. I'm trying to buy everything on there. Yes, right. sir. And then I'm gonna put my first houses on them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna go ahead and put the second, then the third, and then guess what? Boom, go to your hotel. So that's right. how I actually have the life. And Love so it. now I'm able to have my own hotel. You know? I got you. I got you. Love yeah. it. And so now guess what? Our people that we normally playing with. They still saying, well, all I, all I paid you was $18. Yeah, but now the hotel room, you got to pay me $200. Right. Exactly. Then on that little light blue one, it's yeah. up now to maybe $1,000. Right. That's Connecticut that. Avenue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the same way it actually works. Exactly. Right. But then, like I say, we still passing it up because we up there saying, I want them little crumbs. We still trying yeah. to go out the park. Right. right. But then, guess what happened? What's the that? people that don't look like us, they start buying mm -hmm. that first row on Monopoly. And then guess what they call it? Gentrification. Right. Exactly. Because now we priced out. Right. Now we priced out. Guess what? You can't even afford to buy nothing else on the board. You can't even afford the crowns. So yes. Only thing you only thing you able to do now is survive on the board and you try to dodge those spots on the board. Right. Then you get that community chess card and then they say what? You got to pay the taxes for this, that, and other. Yeah. Or, you know, chance, this, that, and other. That's, and that's us. Our community love playing chance. Mm, like we love that. playing chance. Yeah, this is it. No, you know, yeah, yeah. Yes. You you know, I guarantee you right, right now, you go right down here to the gas station to my buddy that's a biggie that I own the gas station up here. Right. Mm -hmm. You gonna see one of us in there playing chance because they gonna get them a pack of cigarettes and give two of them lottery tickets. Yes. Right. And they gonna be scratching out, hoping to win. Holding the line up. When you could took that same little two dollars, you gotta hold the line up. You got somewhere to go. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I got somewhere to go. Yeah. But they you operating know? on chance. They, they operating on chance. You know, everybody do their own thing. Right. I ain't a hundred percent on. You know, but this is what works for me. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I know some people, hey, they some high rollers. Right. I just can't get into it. I'm telling you, they real high rollers. You know, I went to, they'll call me and, hey, you want to go to the casino with me? Just that and other. They got the little triple platinum. Everybody in the dinner line, the dinner line this long. Mm -hmm. and, and two people over here in that line with six stars or whatever, that's my people. Right. Mm. You know, and they great at it. They put them hundred dollar bills in that machine. I just be churning like. But <laughs> well, when they win, they win. Right, you know? right. But it's even cool because, in the respect of, like you said, everybody takes chances in life. But you are taking very calculated risk and chances mm -hmm. in a professional realm that's going to give you more guaranteed rate of return. I mean, how did you even just focus your mind to start seeing those opportunities? I think I think let's see how, how which opportunities which ones any of them when it comes down to buying real estate. Okay, you know what? I go back to when you and I first when we started in real estate. Gotcha, gotcha. When I first my father okay, my wife was pregnant and I was a case manager. I'm like, man, something got to change. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna be able to support my daughter. I think at the time as a case manager, I might have been making 29, maybe 30. I don't, it wasn't 30 yet. No. You know, when we in the corporate world like that, they always, you can be next to 30, but they going to give you a raise 
and you at twenty nine thousand a year, but guess what? We gonna make it twenty nine five. Right. <laughs> they right. don't want. They don't. Some yeah. they just can't. They don't want you to get over that hump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, I like. I do something different. So my my father in law threw this freaking huge elaborate wedding. You know, and I was like, man, who is dude? You know, and he uh, sold real estate in California. And he wants to say, hey, man, you got to get your real estate license. So, boom, I go get my real estate license. Then after I get my real estate license, mm-hmm. uh, I started with ERA. And they was like, wow, we're going to have you on a 50-50 split. I'm like, man, this sounds good. 50-50, just that another. And so um, when I first sold my first home, when I first sold my first home, i never forget. It was like $100,000 sale, 6%. That's why it was like six grand. But man, that six grand get chopped up so many ways. Word. Right. So when I got my first check at ERA, it was twelve fifty. I'm like, I was about to cry. Like, what happened? You right. know? And so they said fifty fifty. Yeah. You know, they so the other the real estate company got three grand and our company got three grand. Then I had to split another three grand with Mike, that was the broker. I'm like, this is like pimping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm kidding. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when I when when that so that three grand, like I said, we had to break it down to fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Then they charged me another two fifty for the class that they taught me for the training class inside of the the real estate office. So that's how my check went from six thousand to right. twelve fifty. Not for the week. <laughs> and it to took me about three months to do one sale. Yeah, to do one sale it took me about three months to get to that one sale. Right. So I ain't even make minimum wage. Mm. Mm. Wow. And so I, I had a, uh, a frat brother and a mason brother that told me if this empowerment is on me, and he said, man, you ought to holler that dude right there in the chair. I'm like, who? I'm like, dude, who? That's like James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and he, had, he had left the S curl in too long. Oh, man. And he, and he was dripping right here where it burned him. <laughs> and so. Uh, I ended up meeting him and went to his office. His office was atrocious. Yes. And I was about ready to leave. And then his phone rang, and I was like, oh, man, hold on. This is what my mom talking about. Because my mom worked at TVA, and she used to work around these super smart individuals, but they was orders. Mm. And when I looked on the wall, I'm like, oh, dude, graduated from Knoxville College. Mm-hmm. Then he had a master's from UT in planning. I'm like, oh, this is what my mom told my dude, one of these geniuses. Right, right. And so then I talked with him. After he got the phone, I'm like, hey, listen, I need a better percentage. Cause that, and I learned my percentages from, from Master P. Hey. That's where I actually learned my percentage. Right. He had just done a deal with almost a universal mm-hmm. where he had a large split. He got majority of his money, and everybody thought at the beginning how he wasn't going to survive. Yep. And so Jay and I, we worked, uh, I, I was shooting for 100, but he wasn't allowed that. So he had allowed 80, 20, and I paid him $150 a month. And then all of a sudden, man, I had a baby on the way, and I was hungry. And I made that first sale, and boom, it was a, hey, it was a totally different experience from that fifteen hundred. Right. Where I started taking like three and four thousand then, yeah. and I still thought that was it, you know, until maybe uh, seven years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hold on, uh, this still ain't 
calculating right, you know. So like I'll end up putting my license in retirement. So I actually have a real estate broker license, but I put it in retirement. And so I buy my own, sell my own. So now yeah. I make 94% Correct. instead of six. Perfect. So I, I call my friends and I'm saying, I got a house, and y'all want to sell it. Let them make the 6%. I'm going to walk away with the 94. Yep. And so now when I teach those things, you know, some people still kind of go over their head because they're like, they ain't getting it. And so I had to actually uh, start accumulating the money in order to get to that position. Right. You know, I had to make a lot of sacrifices, a lot of beans and rice. Right. There you go. You know. To raise the capital. Though. There you go. Yeah, I, had, I really had, you know, people, you know, they see like, well, I had this, that, and other. But they didn't realize, you know, a lot of those things was just structure to set me up for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so, yeah, I really, I really, I, I, I really sacrificed a lot. So know. are you a, are you a big, I guess, Purveyor of like vision boards, keeping things yeah. out where you can see them. So yeah, shoot, I, I see, I got it on my phone. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, That's you have to write then. those things down. You know, right? It's actually, uh, I'm in my Sunday school class. You know, um, and I was explaining to them how they have to write things down. Okay. And I went back to, I can't remember the scripture right offhand, where it was talking about what God wrote on the tablet with his finger. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if God wrote it down, why you can't write it down? There it is. And, right. And, you know, we have to get in the habit of writing those things down and talking about them because they will come into fruition. Yeah. If you continue to write them down, put them down. That Yeah, that was, uh, I had a professor in school to say, you know, you don't have to remember everything if you just write it down. You just have to remember where you put it. Right. And that's, that's the biggest thing. He was big about, like, put put it in a conspicuous place where you can see it. Mm-hmm. Every time you open your refrigerator, every time. So, you know, once these things start happening, again, I like what you just said. Like, I, I knew it was more. I'm going to share something prophetic with you. Last week, David, we was at my house. And, and we was at my house, and we was talking in the dining room. And I remember when she said, and we was already clicking and vibing. She's like, yeah, I want you to come on the show. Cool, I'm ready to go. She's like, yeah, I'm finna go to Oprah's event, this, that, and all. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. I said, um, what's it about? She started telling me. And I said, I said, you know, I, I ended up meeting his, her guru. Yes. And she's like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith, the guy from The Secret. Uh-huh. And she's like, you know, I, 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 I'm the type of person, I can mm-hmm. show you way better to take. Mm. So I said, come on, let's go down in the theater room. So when I went in the theater room, I said, there's a picture. Him and I right there together. Right on the wall. And she like, I know I'm going down. <laughs> it's all, this ain't number, you know, this ain't, this is it. And, and that's how things, you know, really work when you start to practice. Again, the disciplines of your faith. You right. know, you know right. it's a discipline. Uh, my wife, I remember when uh, we were going through transition, I was starting to implement things from Proverbs. And uh, she was, my wife think I'm the world's great, greatest negotiator. You know? So she had an issue at work and she was like, listen, uh, how can I handle this issue right here at work? Is that another? And I was like, oh, okay. I whipped out my Proverbs book at my desk. All right. Boom, this is what it say right here. This is what you're going through. 
This is what I already happened, and here's the outcome. Boom. This is what you need to do. You need to do it like this. She like, I don't know what that's talking about right there. I want to know from you. I'm like, okay, again. I said, sweetheart, you got to realize the old black is gone. This is how I'm doing things now, man. You, I'm telling you, this is what you need to do right here. La, la, la. I ain't think no more about it. You know what I'm saying? Next day, I'm at my office downstairs at home. I hear somebody running down the stairs. I'm like, man, what's going on? I'm thinking, like, she must hit the lottery. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, what? She came down the steps. And she just busted me. Oh, man. Oh, man. That stuff worked. I just left my meeting and it happened just like in there. That stuff worked. And I was still sitting there, like, Mr. Miyagi at the time. Nah. Like, really? <clears throat> and I said, one, it's not stuff. Right. These are called disciplines. There it is. There it is. I said, these are disciplines. Well, I got to get one of them books. No. This book is not cheap. This little book, like 50 bucks. And it's hard to get because Rabbi Shapiro is the one that, that wrote it. And that's what we used in the class at the time. And um, I ended up getting no one anyway. But. Yeah, man. So that's the thing, man. You know. Yeah, that's great. Did you have a question earlier? Um, I had one slip my mind, but I do have another one. Sure. Um, as far as it goes with people who are watching this, we're gonna have people that are gonna be naysayers. What do you think about people who say you need to separate the two as far as business and your beliefs and your faith? Yeah, I'll tell you, try then. This what worked for me. Mm -hmm. This will work for me. If you want to go try it, go your way. I'm not finna sit up here and be a dream killer. There you go. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, that's... If you can think, if you can do it that way, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it won't work, because I know a lot of things that do work like that, <coughs> but it just didn't work for me. Gotcha. I went through those things that they're talking about. That's how I ended up having wealth three different times. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, how about it? You know, and usually the ones that do do that, then they still they come back like, dang, I wish I would have listened. Mm -hmm. I just lost X amount of dollars and this, mm -hmm. that, and other. Or, you know, uh, I got drugged down through that. Yeah. You know, but you know, usually for me, it, it, you know, it, I never had really that type of uh, instance, you know, where somebody, but for me, Hey, more power to you. This what works for me, and I have peace yes. right now. That's a big thing. That's a big thing right there. You got peace. Yeah. Right, no matter money can buy you peace. Yeah, my, so. my my dad talks about that a lot. He said it sounds you know almost like an oxymoron, but when you have peace, you'll fight to keep it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, he right, yeah. man. I mean, you don't. <coughs> when it comes to business, like when things don't sit right, you know that's where I think you ask for wisdom, and it, it should kick in. So, I'm, like you said, feel free to try it, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. Zero stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, my, my, his brother uh -huh. is my business partner. And, and we, started, we started out on faith with our company, Seahorn Solutions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every deal we do, we pray over it. Every check we get, we pray over it. Situation, we pray over it. And so, you know, I try to stay aligned with with people that that uh we like evenly yoked. 
you know, so, you know, him and I, we still have our ups and downs, and mm-hmm. like a brother and a, you know, two brothers or two sisters or whatever, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we always get something accomplished of what we, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do. It's right. like uh, after him, he was like, "Hey, man, I need to work with my brother," because you know, uh, he felt like uh, sometimes they they relationship just couldn't uh, be how he wanted it to be. Right. And so, well, I ain't no problem. So, Arthur and I in a relationship, when it started to blossom, then he started, like you're saying, well, you know, mm-hmm. he started to see, like, oh man, there's hope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, we just brought Arthur on the team mm-hmm. because he was able to start seeing things. I'm able here it is. It's one, I had to learn this from counseling, you know, from my wife, it's tone. Mm-hmm. You know, the same tone Keith may use on his brother. His brother may not be like, man, you always try to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I can say the same thing, but in a different tone. And it's right. like, it more results. Right. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. You know, he can say something to me in a different tone than his brother can say something. You know, his brother say something mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, man, come somewhere with all that. I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> you know, I'm saying that. I was like, hey, hey, what do you think about something? Oh, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. No. So, I love it. I love it. So, I know that over the past many, many years, building wealth, what's your favorite investment? What's my, I, it goes back to real estate. Real estate, hey, that's, that's, that's so good. I tell everybody, that's still my bread and butter. There you go. You know, real estate. No, ain't nothing like it, man, because I had, <laughs> man, we had all kind of investments. Right. We had all kind of investments. Was man. it more residential? Was it more renting? Is it more flipping? Man, we Is had, it commercial? We had stocks. Yes. We had, like, startups. We had Bitcoin. We had, oh, gosh, you know, we had startup companies where we invested in. But when it comes down to it, you know, Ain't nothing like what me and my partner love right now. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Nothing. Uh, you know, we have perfected it so well. I don't even look at the house no more. Mm. Um, people call me and say, "Hey, I'm gonna sell this house. I need you to come by and look at it." And send me some pictures of it. Mm-hmm. How much is it? And how much is it? Mm. And then, you don't want to see it. Nah, I don't need to see it. How much you want? Well, just tell me how much you want. You know. You know, we've been, like I said, we perfected a, a system mm-hmm. so well, you know, I, mean, I just come off my mind and say if I want it or not. It don't matter if it's burned up, halfway, condemned, whatever. If it sounds good, I'm going, even if it, and then after I get there, mm-hmm. um, like, even if it have a lot of problems with it, you know, that's still fine because the price was right, you know, so, um, Real estate, yeah, that's probably the best probably thing I really enjoy the most. Right. Because you know, I can actually see, touch, and feel the product. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I say I don't look at it, but if I really wanted to go out and touch it, I could. If something go down, I can go to the bank and say, hey, I need to pull out X amount of dollars on this house. You know, and you can do that with other products as well, but real estate is probably the most aggressive. Uh, for me, it's real aggressive. And 
Probably safest for me, I could say. You know? Sure, sure, yeah. sure. No, that's absolutely perfect. Even if it burned down, you still got a lot. Burn. Right. If it get tore down, you know, like, like you know, the city, well, they was adamant on me on front of my things. They ain't like the way we was rolling, you know. So people in certain departments, you know, they they just trying to make examples out of folks, you know, in these condemned houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day we had, we had, we had bought, we had bought two like that. We bought these houses, and uh, you know, they was condemned and stuff. I, I remember one day we we went to this one house in North Knoxville, and we was there. And uh, it was on the weekend. And we were talking about how we, and the house wasn't that bad. We were like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get the grass cut, do this, that, and other. Yeah. And like Tuesday, he called me like, man, they knocked our house down. What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> wow. What was going on? Yeah, like I said, it was condemned. And, you know, the neighbors in the neighborhood was complaining about it. So we bought it distressed. We bought it distressed. Sure. You know, but time and other essence, so you have to move on. Saying. So that's what I'm saying. For me, that's why I like real estate, you know, uh, a little better because if, at the end of the day, too, I got a lot, you know, of all those fails. Excellent. You Excellent. Just build new. Right. Go, go, go. you know, with the stocks and stuff, it's too tricky, man. Because <laughs> one thing about a broker, and I saw my mom go through this when she had went through, she had severance pay where they wanted to, Allow her to retire. She went mm-hmm. through it twice. Mm-hmm. The first time she got like thirty, forty thousand, and she gave it to this guy in investments, and dude lost all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he lost all of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they get paid regardless. Right. They get they get paid for trading it. Yeah. When you sell, they get paid for trading it when it when you buy. You know, either way, you know. They getting paid regardless. That's probably one of the best jobs you can have. They get paid either way. It right? is. And, and you know, uh, so that last time my mom went through severance pay, I said, "Listen, you don't believe in my wife, folks. Now time believe in me." <laughs> you know. There you go. <laughs> so I told her, "Give me extra amount of dollars." And I said, "You made this investment for me. Uh, I guarantee you won't have to worry about your meds no more and this and that." Blah, blah, blah. And so, ever since then, she she hadn't had to worry about her meds. Uh, a lot of stuff ended up just taking over for her. Um, so, that's probably like the one of the best things I, I really I really like it, real estate. Really good. That's perfect. Yeah. That's absolutely perfect. So, I know um, we're coming on about an hour here now. Guys, y'all want to kind of share the, what's it called? The, uh, the topic of the day. Yeah. Topic of the day. We're going to talk about baseball. Okay. The reason we're talking about baseball is because baseball as a brand is under fire. Because there is a cheating scandal going on with the Houston Astros. Uh, This came out last week and has a lot of heads are rolling after this. Uh, Manager, general manager, both have got fired. Uh, Managers from other teams that were associated with that team have now been fired. So it's a big deal, and we just want to talk about how morals and everything plays a role as far as your brand because baseball had just made it out of the steroid era mm-hmm. where everybody was like, I don't even want to watch the game anymore because you don't know who's clean and who's not. Really? But now you're in a point to where you're thinking about who's cheating and who's not cheating. The ethics of the game are in question, and – how are you going to continue to build on that? Right. 
So that brings it into effect as far as with <clears throat> business wise, you have to first and foremost be ethical. But I think that's something that needs to be discussed because people always are getting caught up mm-hmm. and trying to, instead of treating people the right way, they're trying to hustle people right. to get what they want out of it and advance themselves. So what are y'all thoughts? I think it's a lot like Blake was just talking about over the past 30 minutes or so, being in touch with your your beliefs, your mm-hmm. having a faith system that kind of leads and directs you so mm-hmm. you can make wise decisions because it's almost to the degree that they got so greedy and wealthy that they were just making poor decisions and they didn't have any accountability and at this, they didn't have any peace, like you were mentioning before. And it also kind of goes back to now they ain't got no jobs because half up. I mean, they done messed up their business and they got to start back over again. And that's where people do have to come back to it. And I think a big part of it is you've got the people that are seeing this now and it's national. Your your future is based on parents putting their kids into baseball. Mm. If baseball is turning your kids and teaching them the wrong things, even though it should be done at home, but... A lot of things you learn from sports as far as the way it's supposed to be played, playing fair, all these different things. If they have parents don't feel like that's going to happen, guess what? The people that you have that you choose from to make your teams, they're not going to be there anymore. Right. Because you're not going to have that plethora of kids playing the game. And it's already hurting now because a lot of people don't like to play baseball anymore. They don't watch it. They don't watch it. The numbers are down. So – this right here could be a major blow, and it's just going to take time to see what really happens. Yeah. I mean, for the brand as a whole, it is going to have an impact on, like you're saying, viewership, participation. But these individuals, you know, one guy, they say he'll never get a professional job again. Whoa. I mean, that, and it's what kind he, of the fallout. Was he black or white? He was Hispanic. Oh, yeah, he won't cool. get a job. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the the one the other guy, which is another Hispanic guy, he didn't even get a chance to manage one game. He got fired before the first game. And he was a player at the time. Yeah, because he was oh, yeah. a player on the team. Yeah, you know, it's sad to say it now. They're probably right. When you get in those situations, you know, can you have integrity because you can't control the fallout? You know, the major leagues ain't going to take the fallout. We got these scapegoats right here. And that's, you know, as a business owner, people got to be aware of that. And I think people <laughs> – can get blinded by greed. Yeah. I think, you know, in a business standpoint, you're like, man, I want this World Series so bad. And I, I, saw, I don't I was, care about two years down the road. So well, is it worth the risk to, to get just that win? Right. You have, a, as a business owner, and I think a, a lot of people get caught up in that too, you have all types of different wins. Mm-hmm. You have some small wins, you have large wins, you know, gains and things. But your decision making sometimes has to come down to, is it really worth it? Mm. Because you can make one false move or make one decision that can ruin it all. Right. So you have to, I don't know if, where their mindset is as far as owners and uh, you being the commissioner, where is your head at right now? Because you see this going on. I see that you were you acted swiftly. You gave some uh, some punishments that were never seen before as far as baseball, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. You never well, you know. know. They had to allow him to do those things. You no. Know? They had to allow him to do those things for so long. 
Right. You know, ain't no way in the world they didn't know what it was. What? So yeah. what they was doing again? They were basically, it was, it was set up to where, you know, in baseball, you have a pitcher and the catcher. And the catcher gives him the signs of what's to, to pitch as far as an off-speed pitch, fastball, whatever. Okay. Well, they had – Yeah. Pitcher and – So Houston had a system to where they were basically stealing the signs, alerting the batter what was coming – before he even got into to the batter's box. Now, as far <laughs> as far as this goes in baseball, so, that, so Houston had been watching everybody else. Yeah, so they had been yeah. watching people, and yeah. then they figured out the coach. So whenever they watch, say they gonna play New York and do do one of these. You right, right. And like, hey, yeah, he get ready to do you know. Yeah. yeah. Underhand, overhand. Right. <laughs> I so, think it's pretty good. <laughs> but this is a thing, though. And, and I think this is another thing, too, is that, just like you said, they had to know because it's been going on right. in baseball. Ain't no way in the world. It's been going happen. on. There's all it's other ways. The yeah, there's other ways. That's like going on. So, right. They just use these two uh, Hispanic fellas as a scapegoat. That's all that is, man. It's, I don't know. Like, Ain't no way they can. <laughs> come on, man. It's it's a tell <laughs> for like decision making in business. Like you know, you were talking about you and your partner. You got to pray things out, and you know, like how do you determine like like I guess when the the move is just waiting. Like sometimes that's the move, right? Sometimes it's just, like and. Have you ever been in a situation where there's contention where one person is by the other person is no? Or, yeah, you know? yeah, I've been plenty of times where it's like, man, just buy me out. You know, I don't want this or whatever. Or just like you're saying, how do you how do you know? So I, it goes on. I have a guy gave me an acronym called GOAL. G O A L. And so the scriptures say in James, if it's good, if all good and perfect gifts come from above. So it's like if it's a good and perfect gift, if it's a good and perfect situation, especially if I analyze it real quick, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this is good and perfect. I'm finna take it. I'm like, okay, this God let me know. Right. This is it. Mm-hmm. But then you gotta own what comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know? You gotta own what comes with it. That's mm-hmm. right. And that's what happens to a lot of people, especially in our culture, they they wanna go out and buy this big, nice, fancy car. Then they gonna realize you got to own the maintenance mm-hmm. and upkeep that comes with it. True. It can be a beetle. You know, you just say, hey, you been riding the bus all this time. You're like, Lord, I wish I had a car. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, somebody said, hey, you know what? I got a car I want to give you. Then got, then they grant you this car. Then you're like, oh, man, they know it's going to be all this to go with it. So now you up here talking about, you know, all, but you just prayed. For the car. Here they have a good and perfect situation. <clears throat> now you don't even want to own what come with it. Right? right. Then the other thing is accept. You don't want to accept the responsibility of it. They. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, so my thing is, if it's good and perfect, that's God trying to let me know. That's it. So that's G. Then the O, I got to own it. I got to own what comes with it. If I get married, I got to own up with all the imperfections this person has. You right. Know? I got exactly. a business partner. I got to own whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Then I got to accept it. It is what it is. You know, you got to accept it. Then you just got to go live it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you just repeat it. 
That's it. You just repeat it. And that's that's how I, you know, for that's, me. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. That's how I determine. No, it's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I can determine. And, okay. and a lot of times, the people, my circle around me don't see it. And that's what sometimes scares the people around me or make them question when they can't see the thing that God had presented me. Mm -hmm. You know, so sometimes I can run off and leave them. Right. Because you know, one day I had to realize my goal and my dream is my goal and my dream. Right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't meant for this person or that person. I got to go carry out my own mission. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times that's why we can't get ahead because we're always trying to have our friend or associate or spouse to tag along with what you're trying to accomplish. And that's your mission. It's your you know? mission. That's your mission. So mm -hmm. you got to get out there and... It's uh, like I explained to my daughter this morning, you know, she's getting ready to turn 18, and I had it in my Sunday school class, and I'm like, yeah, you know, a few more weeks, I got to let her go. And um, we was talking about birds. I said, well, Jay, you know how the baby bird learned to fly, right? She's mm -hmm. like, yeah, the parent had to let it go. Well, no, the parent kicked the bird out the nest. Yeah. It don't just... Start flapping out the nest. Right. The bird actually kicked the little baby bird out the nest, mm -hmm. and the, and the bird just like started flapping. Right. Then it started flying. Some baby birds don't make it. Right. <laughs> you know. So you either gonna fly or die. So, yeah, you know, that's my little two cent. No, we, we appreciate that. It's <laughs> a great great segue. I mean, that's um. We, we thank you again, Blake, for consenting to, to be on. This has been very rich. Um, I appreciate you coming out. I know the rest of the group does. I appreciate y'all inviting me. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Fun. I'm so very happy that you had time available. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so what's next? What's new for you? What you got going on? Well, right now, I'm just maintaining all the things that I have. You know, just maintaining them. And, and just continue to, um, you know, like I tell people, just do it again, you know. Just, just keep repeating it, uh, perfecting it as you go. Um, and so uh, I guess probably the most exciting, most exciting thing for me this year is uh, when we get the hotel open. Right. Uh, that's probably the, very, the most exciting, the most rewarding um Thing for me to accomplish and and, I, and and for my kids to see yeah you know so when we go close the lawn and all that stuff they probably won't even go to school that day to tell you the truth oh no right you know unless they have a test you know because you always take them on field trips on everything I do but they'll actually see their dad you know sign the closing papers you know on, on the hotel yeah uh, which is I think is you know Pretty significant, yes, sir. That's big in uh, our community. Absolutely. <clears throat> but you know, I can't care less for the community, but I just want my own children to see it, so they can always have the strength to move forward. Absolutely. You know, and then the people around me, they'll be able to see those same things, and then they can say what they can do. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. It becomes attainable. People see. Yeah, it can. It can come attainable. You know? So. That being said, do you have some contact information you want to pass out and give out if people want to give in touch? Oh, yeah, they can go to my website, marcusblakemore.com. 
Yeah, they go to MarcusBlakemore.com and uh, go from there. Yeah, or you know, they go to my Instagram. They have to find me. Just go to my my website page. They <laughs> go to my website page. It's a privilege to be on my uh, Instagram and Facebook. So you know, somebody you know they ask to be on there. I check them out, see if it's worth you know me putting them on. I know that kind of sound kind of cocky and arrogant. It's your page, though. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you gotta you know, protect the space. It ain't even just protecting space, people uh, that you're allowed to be in your circle. Yeah. Mm. You know, people can bring negative energy and this, that, and other. You know, like the other day, uh, somebody made a comment on my uh, Instagram. And uh, come out and say, you know, I had a new circle. And, you know, I had some guys uh, from another. Uh, group and I was just like man you know I got a new group new people look at my guys works that another guy made a comment like you know um what you need is this that another they you know that guy gonna they they gonna sue the pants off you or something I just wrote back man I'm highly blessed in favor and I Dad. kicked rocks and kicked them off my page you know I don't need all that man yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. so you have to be very as your uh, father say you have to protect your peace at all times. Right. I just like, I like people to be inspired, uh, and I also like people to learn from, mm -hmm. you know, things that I've learned from. You know. So that's, that's, that's my little two cents. Appreciate that. And that's how we're going to close it out. We're going to everybody give their positive word for the week. Does anybody want to go first? I go. Yeah, go ahead. Paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> you, got you got it. You know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Find your passion, live your passion, and succeed in your passion. Start of a new week. You got new goals, everything out there for yourself. Good. But keep pushing to your next step. Remember, every step moving forward is a good step. It may not be a giant step. It may be a huge leap, but as long as you are moving forward, that is the goal. Have yourself a good week. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, my thought for the week is really, have you learned how to trust yourself with money? We're coming into income tax season, and everybody's already made plans for how they're spending their money. And when they're spending their money, because they can't trust themselves to hold it. Like, if you get a big two, three, five thousand dollar check in the next thirty days, how long is it gonna take for you to get rid of that money? Cause you don't trust yourself with money. So I challenge people to um, just trust yourself. Just hold on to like, just have that amount to sit in the bank. Just let it sit there. Like get used to looking at it. Be comfortable with having money in the bank. Don't have this mentality. I'm gonna blow it. No, make it. There you go. But that's my thought. You know, we gotta learn how to trust ourselves with money. We gotta look at our statements, we gotta look at our bank accounts on a consistent basis. You know, people look at their Facebook pages before they go look at their bank account every day. 12, 18 times a day. Well, ain't nothing in there. Ain't no sense looking at it. Hey, ain't nothing in there. That's somebody, motivation to get something. Somebody can cast it. That's your motivation to put something a in prayer, there. There's a prayer out there somewhere. Oh, hey. Lord, change it. Yeah. Yeah. Change it. 
Well, what they say, crackheads and them alcoholics, they hustle every day to get money to buy crack. And yeah, I've got, right. so yeah. the same thing is true. It was like, that's motivation to get about your money. But, you know, be intentional. Be definitely be focused. Write down your goals. Like you said, write down your goals. Yes. Have your ideas. Manifest indefinitely. Just have those meditations. We did the best meditation. 15,000 people in the room all meditating at the same time. Mm. Wow. But being able to really focus on your goals and, and think about those things in your mind, in your mind and speak mm. them. Your word is your wand. Um, and start watching magic happen. The things that you want come true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Good deal. I want to end it on the same thing. Gratitude. Get a mindset of gratitude and, and have that intent. Be thankful for what you have and be thankful for what's coming. When you're writing these goals out, you know, you may have, I have got a goal to pay this bill off. I thank God this bill's already paid off. Start, start, like you said, manifesting. Align, get in line with what you're supposed to do. Study like you're supposed to do. Find that place and, and move in it and be grateful. Be grateful for where you're going. Be grateful for the journey along the way. And it's, it's gonna be a great time. I'm excited for what everybody's got coming down. Thank you again, Blake, for joining us. We appreciate you so much. No problem. And with that being said, we have a small thank you oh, for thank coming you. out. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> oh yeah! So, yeah. So just whenever you see that, just but y'all gotta switch these up. Okay. Y'all got y'all get get the Master P brand. Yo, <laughs> in time. Yes, yes, yes. Get the Master P brand. I think little boots is supposed to little uh, boots is supposed to be coming out or something. So, there it is. There yeah. it is. Just send them a shout out. Maybe get y'all a sponsorship. That's what. Well, that's so what. Like he put it out there. We, yeah. We, we yeah. need to get on it. But uh, yeah, if you just like every time you glance at something, just throw out some positive vibes for yeah. us. Uh, we want to. We like to. It started out as a, like as a joke, but we're getting there. It, it's a real thing. I yeah. think we're Taking all working through this process. Taking it from struggle to success. There That's we what go. it's all about. Yeah. But we got one more thing we gotta do before we get out of here. Oh, what we gotta do? What we gotta do? What we gotta do? We, we gotta, gotta say it. We gotta say it. Money, 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 money. Yeah, I'm on now. Yes, yes, hallelujah. Right. Let the week say, I am strong. There we go. Well, thank everybody for tuning in. Everybody have a good night. Uh, the audio will be up. Check us out on Spotify. That being said, everybody have a good night. Peace. Right. Holla.